This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. I am incorporating all the elements, all all the skills, you know, that I loved doing from when I was a kid, right? I, I didn't get to go to school for fashion, but I'm finding a way to make pieces for my clients. Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com, and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real life stories of how other photographers run their business, and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. Hey guys, now is your chance to check out all of the incredible photography education we have available for you at theportraitsystem.com. For only $7, you will get access to over 1,000 videos, including pricing, posing, marketing, lighting, sales, inspiring photo shoots, self-value, and more. Yes, you'll get your first month for only $7 when you become a pro member, and you'll get access to the full download library with posing guides and workbooks and so much more. Also, this includes a pricing calculator, a studio startup timeline, our weekly live broadcasts, including Sue Bryce's live talks, access to our private members-only Facebook groups, special discounts on photography products, and so much more. Head over to theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7 to get your first month for only $7. That's theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7. My guest this week on the Portrait System podcast is Sophia Barrett, and her work is beyond breathtaking. The sets that she creates in her studio for her clients are unique and stunning and luxurious, and I'm so excited to introduce her to you if you don't already know who she is. Sophia is based in Atlanta, and she mostly focuses on maternity photos. It does not surprise me one bit that her pricing starts at $4,500 because she truly gives so much creative and physical energy into each of her custom photo shoots. We had so much to talk about that we will be back again for part two of her interview, but for now, here is part one with Sophia Barrett. Hi, Sophie. Welcome to The Portrait System. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm so good. I'm so happy to talk to you. I'm so excited. Thank you. Okay, so Sophie, so Sue texted me, Sue Bryce, she texted me one day and she was like, 
have you seen Sophia Barrett's work? And I was like, uh, no, but it sounds like I need to. I, some, <laughs> you know, and so I quick pulled up your Instagram and I was like, oh, like I seriously think I gasped. Like it was oh the, the reaction that I had when I saw your work was just, it, it just blew me away. Totally blew me away. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate that. And that's so crazy to me. <laughs> it's so crazy to me, especially, you know, coming from where, <laughs> you know, like where I came from, you know what I mean? And watching Sue from the very beginning for, for her to text you about me is just mind blowing. Oh yeah. She was like, you've got to have her on the podcast. And I was like, oh yeah, you don't have to say that twice. Like <laughs> I'm oh going to message her right now. <laughs> Okay, so you said where you came from. Can you kind of, you know, give us a, a a background history of, you know, kind of what you mean by that? Sure. Just, you know, starting a business from scratch mm-hmm. and seeing Sue, you know, on Creative Live, mm-hmm. I feel like I've been watching her from the very beginning. So like when she first was on Creative Live. That was like 2012, and, 2011. Yep, yeah. Yep. That's when we started the business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. So it it was crazy. Like for me to watch how she went from, you know, just starting on Creative Live. Of course, she had her business before, but her talking about it and her talking about, you know, not allowing what society says you have to do in order to have a business or all the different challenges that you have in your brain that keep you from starting and just how simple she made it, how possible it was, just how she broke everything down. Um, Me following that. And then for, for me to be in a position now where I'm, you know, on this podcast (laughs) talking about what I do is truly, you know, it's, it's amazing. I'm so blessed. I'm so excited to share on this platform. So thank you so much for having me. I'm, oh, I'm just course. so geeked. But um, Awesome. I am too. <laughs> well, I, I, obviously you are a creator. I mean, clearly by looking at your work, that is very obvious. Mm. When you were starting your business though, you, did you know a lot about business? I mean, I know you said, just from what you said, like there were some things that you had to work through in your mind and just yeah. roadblocks to kind of get past or whatever. But did you know a lot about business? No, not at all. I I just knew since I was a kid that I was going to have my own business. It's just how Mm -hmm. I've always been. I always tell people the story. Like when I was a kid, we didn't have, you know, a lot of money growing up. So I wasn't getting an allowance. My sister, my brother, we weren't getting allowances like that. So if I wanted to buy something, you know, if I wanted some candy or if I wanted, you know, whatever, I would need to hustle. (laughs) So at kindergarten, I would sell little bracelets. I would sell, you know, little bags that I would crochet or what have you so that I could make some money. So whenever I've needed money, whenever I've needed to like buy something, (laughs) if I didn't have it, then it was a matter of, okay, what do I need to do to, to create that? And, you know, that's just how I've always been. And I've always been extremely creative. I'm I'm always creating. I was staying up at night when my, you know, my family was asleep. I'd stay up watching HGTV, (laughs) you know, (laughs) making stuff, sewing things together. Um, So I am creative. I don't have a business background. 
you know, going to school and, and learning the basics on, you know, how to work with clients and, and all of that, I, I kind of learned. But in, in terms of creating a business and, you know, having, you know, client management and, you know, mm-hmm. everything that it takes to have a business, it's all stuff that has been really like trial and error and just trying to learn from people around me. I love that, that trial and error. It really is. Like there mm-hmm. were some things that I did that I was like, that's not working. And yeah. some things that I was like, okay, that was successful. And I and I feel like if we, okay, I will say though, it's kind of nice when someone presents you with a business model and just like a general structure. Yes. And, and I know that's what I got from Sue was the general structure of what to do. And then, you mm-hmm. know, I tweaked it and made it my own and there were lots of trial and error within it. Mm-hmm. I feel like just as business owners, we kind of have to go through that in order to figure out what truly works for us. Exactly. Exactly. And that was definitely, you know, we've, we've had this business since uh, 2011. So it's, we've had a whole lot of that. (laughs) We've, we've changed things, you know, we used to do weddings and then we did weddings and portraiture and, you know, how we worked with our clients, the processes that we took them through, you know, what really helped us (laughs) to make money versus what didn't. It was constantly changing. So I'm really thankful for that. I'm, I'm thankful that I didn't have to be in a situation where I had to take a whole bunch of courses. I mean, granted, I know that it would have been extremely helpful for me to go and get a business degree or, or something like that. But with platforms like the Sue Bryce Education and, you know, just learning from other mentors or people around me, I, I'm really you know, blessed and and happy that I was able to get to this point. There are, there are so many platforms out there and whatever resonates with you, stick with it. Like Mm -hmm. whether it's the portrait system or Sue or, or or something completely different, just finding something that resonates with you. And because I think what happens a lot of times is, is not just photographers, but in any industry, people kind of jump from one thing to the next, hoping for that like magical, shiny thing that's going to all of a sudden make their business successful. Mm-hmm. And that's just not, that's just not how it works. And something that you just said is how do you like stand apart from mm-hmm. other people and to be different? And I feel like you are such an example of being the photographer that people want to book. I I talk about that a lot. You've got to be the photographer people want to book. Mm. And I feel like you nail that because you, your work is quote unquote, different. You have this like elegant luxury to your brand where a client who wants luxury there, I don't feel like there's a whole lot of, other, I mean, they're going to look at you and be like, oh yeah, she's the one. And when they see the price, they're going to be like, well, she's the one I want to book. So I'm going to pay it. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that's how it is with you. I don't know. I could be wrong, but that's how it seems. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're not wrong. Um, you know, people will follow me uh, before they're pregnant or they'll follow me until they're ready to book me um, because, you know, they're lovers of, of photography or they love portraits, but they've had bad experiences and, and they don't want to settle. They don't want to have another bad experience while being mm-hmm. photographed. And I think that what is really important for me is that I'm creating. So while yes, like my work, I I didn't set out to 
be different. Like I, I didn't sit down and say, okay, I need to set myself apart or I have to be different from everyone else. For me, it was that my work wasn't really connected to who I am, right? I was I was shooting kind of like how everyone else was shooting. I was doing the same kind of, you know, portraiture that everyone else was. And I wasn't really excited about what I was shooting. I wasn't really excited about, about the work. I, I love, you know, photographing people. I love that connection. I love creating. But what happened was, is that I, I sat down and I, I had a maternity session and the, the reason why I connect to maternity specifically, you know, I can talk about that too, but I, I wanted to pour into this maternity shoot that I had scheduled and I just saw some ideas. I was inspired by, you know, also some things that I did learn in school. Um, so I started to create, I, I started small just by painting my client uh, and then creating a headdress for her to wear with that paint. And I created something that was, you know, different from what I normally created. I was really excited about it. It was, I want to say it was at least six years, seven years ago that I, I tried that for the first time and people gravitated to it. People mm-hmm. saw it. They, you know, felt like it was different and and it did set me apart. But what I was doing is I was just pouring into the work in a way that felt true to me um, rather than me paying attention to what everybody else was doing. Right. Now, will you just kind of, I, I know you talked about people following you before they were pregnant. So you do mostly maternity, mm-hmm. but is there, are there other genres that you, I know you said you used to do weddings way back when and that sort of thing, but do you do anything other than maternity or is it strictly maternity? No, I photograph family. I photograph, um, I, I photograph special moments. So people who are coming in and they want to capture their family because they're at this, you know, new stage in their lives or people who are celebrating their birthdays or people, you know, who want to celebrate their bodies, people who uh, want to create something unique for themselves, something that really tells the story of this moment in their lives is what I photograph. Okay, got it. Now, okay, so I know, like you said, your business wasn't always what it is now. You know, you said you kind of started with that one maternity you know, getting creative and painting, and then it slowly kind of morphed into what it is now as people were gravitating towards your work. Was there like a pricing change through all of this? Or like when you when you first started out, was were you charging, you know, sustainable pricing or did you build up to no. it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, just kind of like go through, because I know people really like to hear, how, but how did you, you know, raise your prices? How did you decide you were going to charge more? You know, so could, could you kind of like summarize that? Yeah. Um, so when I started, uh, you know, wh- while I was doing uh, portraits in the beginning of, of that period of like when I started transitioning away from weddings, um, I was charging um, anywhere between 
that that period was like I would charge $250 for people to like as a sitting fee. Then it went up to like around $650 for a sitting fee. Um, and I would, you know, edit and print, you know, 25 portraits and have people come in and purchase. Um, and that started to transition because I hired on an assistant and the assistant was like, you're charging what? And you're doing how much work? Because at that point (laughs) I started doing, (laughs) exactly, exactly. Kimberly, you know, it was, it was great hiring her and having her like, look at my business and give me that, that input. Because, you know, to me, I was having a hard time with making sure that you know, or having people buy all 25 or there was just all of these complications and I wasn't making enough money. So, you know, the amount of shoots that I had to do and and all of that in order to make enough or make the amount that I wanted to, it was just ridiculous because I was creating all the time. Like I was, you know, I didn't have a life. So she was just like, Mm -hmm. you you need to, to raise your prices. And I, I know that that's something that Sue always talked about, like raise your prices, like you need to look at everything and you you can't make a living if you're just making enough to cover what you, you know, just, you know, the, what you did to create X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. or, you know, so I, I started to really look at, you know, my pricing and I started to increase that. And, you know, me increasing that allowed me to be able to have a larger creative budget too um, and do more creative stuff. Um, and I, I kept raising my prices. So every year I was raising my prices two to three times a year um, because I people like were that. paying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If people are paying, if you're booking like a few consistently, it's like, okay, time to look at getting, you know, raising it again, at least raising, you know, you don't have to always raise your whole life, but you know, mm-hmm. getting to where you're comfortably making an income. Yeah. I like exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. So we kept doing that. Every year it was, you know, two to three times, depending on how busy we were. And it kept going. Like I was able to just keep increasing my price and I would double it. Um, I would, I would double my prices and I'd wait and see, you know, with our consultations, we would get lots of consultations. We would look to see if people would, would, you know, gawk at the prices or if they'd say, yeah, okay, cool. And people would keep, you know, agreeing. People would keep paying. We didn't have to do a whole lot. We would have a presentation that we would show um, so that people would understand what our creative process is like, um, which I think is different from a lot of other photographers. So setting that expectation was really important, but we were able to just keep raising up, you know, raising that price to where, you know, I, I really was like, well, this is what I'm comfortable charging right now, where we are right now. I'm, I'm very comfortable. We might raise it again, but right now I'm, I'm really happy with, you know, what I charge and I don't feel upset with the amount of work that I'm, I'm pouring into. I'm able to have a balance with my life and, and my family. Um, so I only shoot, you know, max six shoots a month. Oh, that's great. That sounds mm-hmm. like a nice, balance because especially because it's not like you're just doing show up to the park shoot a couple shots and you're out like no you know you put so much more into it which we'll get into that in a second Mm -hmm. and your pricing now it says on your website 
where you can click a link that says book a consultation, which I love that you do that, especially with everything that you put into your shoots. I feel like you have to do that. Absolutely. But, and then it says uh, starting prices at 4,500. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you look at the sets that you create, it makes sense immediately to me that you would start at 4,500. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. We take a lot of time to prepare the client from the very beginning. Um, we sit down, we create with them. We ask them for inspiration. It's really about making sure that the portraits speak to who they are. The aesthetics need to match their personalities. You know, the story needs to make sense for what it is that they want, you know, in their family heirlooms. And that's what we, you know, remind them of is that we're creating their family heirlooms. You know, we're creating possibly the first pieces of art for their family, you know, that, that feature them. Mm-hmm. So starting at 4,500 is, that's not what people normally book. People usually book a little higher than that. And that's because they want more creativity or they want even more, you know, items in, in the shoot or a concept that really speaks to who they are. But we really take the time to make sure that what we're creating for them is specific to them. I don't like to do the same thing over and over and over again. If I've already done a look and somebody reaches out to me and says, I saw this picture on your Instagram and I I want this. We are going to talk to them about how we're going to adapt that to them so that it makes sense for them. Cause I don't want to do the same thing again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I always want to create something new and different. And I want to challenge myself. If I don't feel challenged, then I don't feel as connected to what I'm creating. So that whole process is is super important from the very beginning that our client books with us. All right. Will you talk a little bit about, I mean, how are you creating these sets? And, you know, everything from, I have so many questions. I'm like, do you have a, a, a whole like storage area where you keep all these props or are you just using, you know, light to make it more interesting and just adding in a prop here and there and the draping and just like all these amazing things Mm-hmm. Is any of it done in Photoshop? Is it all, you know, okay, I'll just mm-hmm. stop asking questions. Just tell me no, about it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a combination of things. So for the most part, the sets are done in studio. So uh, we'll take the time to create the floral arrangements or do the draping. If there's a special prop, then we're asking a vendor to create it for us or we're creating it ourselves in studio. Large props that are you know, where I can't store, I usually will sell after (laughs) or just get rid of. But for the most part, I have two closets full, like large closets in a room full of garments and, you know, all types of clothing. And then we have a larger storage area where there's flowers in a bunch of bins. (laughs) And then we have different fabrics that we store. If you walk into the studio, you'll see all the headdresses and accessories all over the walls. Um, So my space isn't big. I mean, it it is larger than, you know, a, a bedroom or a garage, but because of how it's built, I really have to utilize every single corner in that space to store you what mean I how need your studio's to. built yes oh, mm-hmm. okay got it tell us a little bit about that so we we've rented we've had you know studios the commercial spaces 
in the past and we started to uh, foster care. We started doing foster care and that wow. changed how we functioned. Uh, it mm-hmm. changed, you know, what we could do on the weekends. It changed just how we moved. Uh, so we purchased a home that had a large backyard and we always knew that we wanted to build a studio in a backyard, in our backyard. So we moved forward with that plan so that we could be home more, so that I wasn't worrying about, you know, moving back and forth between my home and the studio space to just have that convenience. Uh, so we, we built a, a large studio in our backyard so that we could, you know, be at home and, and me still have that studio to work That's from. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I love my space. I love yeah. it. Yeah, And to have it right there, but it's also not in your home. So there's some separation there. Yes. And that is from me shooting in my master bedroom for like, what was it, like two years? Oh, yeah. That was tough. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I mean, people do it. But I remember when I first built my business for like the first, I don't know, almost year, I was shooting mm-hmm. out of my um, out of my, the rental home that we had in, in Seattle. And I remember okay. just like always having to have it super clean. We had a big dog and, mm-hmm. you know, it was just a lot like people do it and you, you can, like if that's the only option you have or if that works for you, but mm-hmm. it is nice mm-hmm. when you can get out of it finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I followed your story for a while. I think at one point you guys did it, like your husband transformed your garage for you? It wasn't our garage. It was oh. a, a one car rented. I rented a, a one car garage, basically. That's what it was. And yes, okay. it was, had mm-hmm. orange paint and orange carpet. Mm-hmm. And I had just had my first son. He was like in the NICU while we were oh, like, wow. well, I didn't leave the NICU. I stayed the whole time, but Dan yeah, would leave yeah, periodically yeah. and my makeup artist painted it because we were sharing. She painted it and then my husband installed the flooring. Mm, that's a great and that movie. little one car garage oh, was amazing. Yeah. I made so much money in that studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, okay. Let's talk a little bit about your creative process. So mm-hmm. if I were your client, I kind of want to, I, I never thought I'd, these words would ever come out of my mouth, but I'm like, I kind of want to get pregnant again just so I can have a photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not possible. It's not happening, but... Damn, like that would be really fun. Anyway, okay. So if I came to you and said, all right, Sophie, I really want to book a shoot, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure what I want. I love everything you do. You know, how do I decide? What do I do? You know, if I'm if I'm a client who just doesn't know, what, what would you tell me? During the consultation, that really is like the beginning of the creative process for us. So during the consultation, I'm taking the time to explain what our process is like. But before that, I'm asking, you know, you a bunch of questions, just trying to understand more about you and your aesthetic, your likes and your dislikes, because that helps me start to get an idea of what is possible for you. Like what okay. would, what you would love, what you, what you don't like. So I, I start <laughs> that process in my brain from that moment. And then just speaking to you, kind of getting, you know, a sense of your personality during a Zoom consultation. It's really helpful for me. I, I feel, <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty good at understanding people's personalities and what they might like and what they and what they don't, uh, mm-hmm. I don't like 
to like, if, if I have a client that's really goofy, I know that doing a shoot that is extremely serious, right. For them, one where they're constantly giving me smolderies, smoldery eyes or, right. or what have you may not fit for them. So that process starts then. And then inspirational photos. Pinterest is my best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I can't travel, Pinterest is my best friend. So I'm on Pinterest. I'm having my clients go on Pinterest. You know, I'm asking for inspiration that isn't maternity based because I don't want them to send me maternity photos. I want to see pieces of art that they love. Ah, I, see I love this. So music yes. videos. Mm-hmm. I want to see movie covers. <laughs> I want to see, you know, pieces of fabric. I want to see everything that is beautiful to them. And that really helps me understand even further who they are and and what they like. So from that point, I sit down and I start to put ideas together. I'll piece together because they're telling me, you know, I love this picture, but the only thing I love about this picture is what they're wearing on their head. I don't like Mm -hmm. anything else about the shot. And this is what I like about the hat. This is what the hat reminds me of. You know, having all of that information, again, gives me further insight into them, gives me further insight into what they want for their portraits because the same words will keep coming up right? In different ways. Mm -hmm. So it really gives me that sense of them. And then I start to piece everything together. Then we sit down during a meeting to talk about, okay, this is what I've come up with for you. This is, you know, look number one, look number two and, and lighting. This is what we will do with your lighting. This is what we'll do with X, Y, and Z. And they'll tell me if they like it, if they want to move forward with it, or if, you know, they want to make any adjustments. Uh, And I really love that period. I I really, in in their process, I love it when their eyes get big or they get excited, you know, Mm -hmm. they see the board Mm -hmm. and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, you read my mind. This is exactly what I want. So fun. Or, you know what? I didn't even know I'd I'd want that, or I, I couldn't imagine that, but you somehow went into my brain and pulled out stuff and put it together in a way that like just makes sense to me and that I love, even though they weren't able to tell me like, this is what I want the pictures to look like, or this is what I want the backdrop to look like. So really having communication with the client, talking back and forth with them, getting a sense of who they are, getting their inspiration, sitting down, taking the time to really think about it and put everything together. It's, you know, invaluable to what the experience is like. It's invaluable to to my business. I I really love doing that. It excites me. I love doing it for each and every single one of my clients. When I have clients that are like, I don't care. I just want this exact picture. I'm still going to try to find a way to to change it. I'm still going to try to find a way to, to make it them. Yeah. Yeah. You said so many important things in there. And I think, like you said, some people often don't even know they don't know what they want. Like mm-hmm. they might see a photo that they're drawn to, but they have no idea what it is about that. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like what is it that I like? You know, it could just be the type of lighting or, you know, and, and I love how you're specifically like, don't look for maternity photos. Give me mm-hmm. what you really are drawn to. That that I think will really help with a lot of people listening. It clicks like, okay, mm-hmm. this is how you design a shoot for for a client to truly 
nailed their vision because when they don't know what their vision is, what mm-hmm. are they drawn to? Like I, in my head, as you were saying this, I like can a hundred percent, if I was your client, I can like imagine what my vision board would look like mm-hmm. based on textures and colors and elements. And yeah, it's really Absolutely. cool. I like, I like how you do this. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's thanks to that interior design degree and that architecture. Yeah, and we didn't mention that yet, that that's originally what you went to school for. Yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. it, so I I actually wanted to be a fashion designer. <laughs> I wanted to be a fashion designer. I feel like you kind of are with what you're creating. Yeah. Cool. yeah. That's exactly. So that's that's the point. Like, I am incorporating all the elements, all, all the skills, you know, that I loved doing from when I was a kid, mm-hmm. right? I, I didn't get to go to school for fashion, but I'm finding a way to make pieces for my clients. I am creating sets and rooms, right? I'm thinking of all these different elements. I'm thinking of the way colors go together or, you know, the way that uh, I finish off a, a portrait. I outsource my editing, but when I get it back, I'm still editing. I'm still, you know, doing the final touches to make it, you know, a piece that I'm really happy with and, and that of makes course. me happy. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm incorporating all of these things and, and they come in, like I'll have male clients that'll come in and they haven't tailored their pants and I'm having to tailor them before we start shooting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm Talk adjusting full service. Oh, ma'am. But I hate editing. <laughs> I hate editing pants or just the way it looks. Mm. Um, now, something you mentioned too is with lighting and, um, you know, having the lighting dialed in and that sort of thing. Would you mind sharing, do you use studio lights, you know, mm-hmm. strobes, constant light? What do you use? Mm-hmm. I use monolights. So I have four GT400s from Gikoto and I, I've been using them for the last two years. Um, and that's what I use for lighting in my studio. So whether I use two or I'm using all four, it really just depends on the look that we're going for. And I really, you know, do like to switch it up. So while I do have a a light setup that I use a lot, I'm constantly trying to add new stuff, change, you know, things up because again, I I don't like doing the same thing over and over again. And I, I like to transform the space with lighting. I I love how that happens. Go ahead. Just Sophie, for people who don't know what monolights are, we just Mm kind of go go through that real quick. So um, they're they're strobes. So basically, it's now granted. You're asking me some technical (laughs) questions here. Oh, you don't have to go crazy and do it, but you know, just yeah, they're strobes Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah, Yeah, they're strobes, um, and I'm able to adjust the lighting on the back of them. I'm able to you know change you know which group they are so that I can control them with the trigger on my camera, which is great. I'm able to adjust them up and down individually, turn them off individually um, so that I can layer in my lights to see exactly what each one is doing. Um, they're 400 watts, but I, you know, I just adjust my ISO to, uh, you know, make up for the power um, and, and they work great for me. So they, 
for how I use them in the studio, they're perfect. Um, they give me the, the light that I want. I'm able to transform a space from feeling like it's just in a regular studio environment to feeling like there's a, the, the sun is coming up, <laughs> you know, on yeah. the Serengeti or what, what have you. I, I love being able to do that for clients because, you know, when they walk in, they see the set and they're like, oh, okay, you know, it's beautiful. I love it. Then when they see what it actually will look like on camera, on the screen, that's when they're like, Oh, <laughs> now oh, I get it. Yeah. Now I get it. So, you know, having my strobes, I'm able to use them on batteries. So I don't have cords hanging around everywhere. Um, I'm able to move them really easily. So, yeah, I love my lights. That's awesome. Ugh, this is all just so amazing and so inspiring. Thank you. Yeah. So you always shoot in, in studio then? Well, because. I mostly photograph uh, right now families, families with small children and maternity. I like having that control. Um, There are so many elements that we consider. So even like shooting on location, it's a whole production to get a truck packed or the van packed with everything that I need. And shooting on location It's just not my style because I can't control every element. I can't control, you know, perfectly, you know, where this tree is in relation to this horizon. Like, I I just can't control all of that. Um, I do shoot on location, but I, I really don't show that on my Instagram unless it's like a different studio space where I'm still able to, you know, control the environment. But I do love shooting in studio for that reason. And I don't want my clients, like my families with kids, to have to worry about being outside. It's Atlanta. It's hot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Trying to find where we're supposed to be. Trying to find a bathroom. Yeah, yeah. All of that. And, you know, in my studio, I have food provided for them. The bathroom is right there. They can sit down whenever they want to. All the jewelry that I need, all the headdresses that they want to change into because now they want to go ahead and put the pink feather <laughs> headdress on and swap from the black hat. You know, it's I'm not having to lug all that around and my clients get to come in and play dress up all day. So I prefer so to fun. shoot in studio. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. I love it. Well, this is very cool. Thank you. And if people who are listening have not checked out your website, your Instagram and everything, Definitely, definitely do. It's uh, Sophia Barrett Studios. Yes, yes. I know I've been calling you Sophie because that's you know what yes. you go by. But your Instagram mm-hmm. is Sophia Barrett Studios. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then my website, they can go to my website if they're not on Instagram, just at sophia-barrett.com. And it looks like there are, yeah, if they're not on Instagram, but there's some links and things too. To, like you're, mm-hmm. you have an Amazon store and just like, you know, a couple other things on your links. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I do have, I feel like I could talk to you about this all day, but for time's sake, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to do another one. No problem. I didn't go into my story. So that's a big thing for me. So if, if you want to have another chat, I'd love to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we should. I'm like, how much more? Like, tell me more. What else you got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll do, we'll do a, a part two. I definitely want to do a part two because I feel like there's so much more you know, just, yeah, like you said. So we'll we'll do that for sure. 
I'd love to. It's Soon. a big and thing. we won't wait a year to do it. We'll do a, a Sophia, you know, Barrett part two. I'd love we'll that. Scheduled for that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, but we're not done yet. We still have. I still have more questions to ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have um, the same four questions I always ask at the end of each episode. Okay. And the first one is: What is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? I mean, my camera. Is that not a good? Yeah. <laughs> Let's pretend your camera. Well, what do you shoot with? What camera? Um, I have a, a GFX 100. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. I right. love my camera. I love my Fuji. I, that yeah, that thing yeah. is my 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 workhorse. Mm-hmm. That's great. What's something else? Anything else you can think of other than your camera? Um, my 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 lens. My my favorite lens to shoot with is my 110. Um, so I, I definitely need that lens with me when I shoot. And something else that I absolutely need with me when I shoot, man, I know the minute I get off of this, I want to be like, oh, duh, Sophie. Well, when we do part two, you can. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number two is how do you spend your time when you're not working? Oh, with my family. With my family. Mm-hmm. That's that's like, I love to, to spend time with my family. I'm, I'm an introvert, <laughs> so I like to be home, but I, I love to be home with my family. I love to spend time with them to, you know, um, go out to the belt line. So if you're familiar with Atlanta, then you might be familiar with like the belt line that goes around, um, Atlanta and you can go to different restaurants and sit down, have picnics, but I, I just love spending time, you know, with my loved ones and having like that's it's super important for me. It's it's the reason why I've structured my business the way that I, I have. Absolutely. Mm, that's so nice to hear that. All right. Number three is what is your favorite inspirational quote? So it's on my phone. I don't I don't know if this is my favorite, but it's definitely one that I am pulling up it's on my uh, my uh, wallpaper on my phone and it's you're suffering from self-doubt while others are intimidated by your full potential oh that's a good one mm-hmm. I deal with powerful. a lot of imposter syndrome <laughs> mm-hmm. so I have that too <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so it, it helps me out when whenever my brain starts to spiral. Um, I think about that. I put that right up on my my, my wallpaper to help, you know, refocus me. Yeah, that's a great one. I might have to do that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number four is what would you tell people who are just starting out? I would tell them to not be afraid of really pouring into what makes them them or what drives them, what they think about you know, and finding a way to incorporate that into their work. For me, that's when I really, truly embraced what I do. I was afraid to. I actually was, uh, I tell the story, the first time I really did that, like the painting on the body with the, the red headdress, I showed it to some friends of mine. And I, they're also photographers, um, Joshua and Anika Duane. And mm-hmm. I talked to them about, you know, I don't think people are going to like this. It's different. It's weird. (laughs) I I don't see anything like this on Instagram. So I don't think that uh, people will will gravitate to this. And they looked at it and they were like, Sophie, do it. 
you know, this is, this is you. It's beautiful. Just, just go with it. And I feel like so many people are afraid of really doing what speaks to them because they're afraid of what other people will say. They're afraid of how it'll be received. But when you pour into something that connects with you, that work is going to be on a different level. Uh, So I think that that is a a big thing for me. It's something that I was so afraid of doing for so long and I wish I did it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice for sure. Yeah. That's, and that's exactly right. It's, you know, sticking with what lights you up and what makes you, you and just Mm -hmm. to go for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And look where you are now. It's very cool. Thank you. All right. And then people can find you online. I know we already said, but it's so Sophia dash Barrett. Barrett. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then on Instagram, Sophia Barrett Studios. Yes. Awesome. And we will have you back for sure. This is great. Thank you. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-Day Startup Challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.